0: Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 17 and preview of round 18. I'm Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, a.k.a. Dashdar, on the Reddit forums. And this episode is brought to you, as always, by the r slash fantasy MLS community on Reddit. A fantastic group of people to be, to be able to hang around with. Um, and also brought to you by post-mega double game week depression. No, it's not all in your head. Uh, so, uh, again, I'm joined by some great people, some very familiar voices to everyone. We have new MLS Fantasy boss contributor and recently back from a little vacation, Jason, a.k.a. Antioch. What's good, guys? And returning again, our, our resident Portlandite? I don't know. What do you, what do you guys say? Uh, from Footy Fantastic, it's their, their Guy Sanchez. Howdy. Portlandian, is that what it is? That's, that's the show, right? Portland, uh, Portlanders, I think, is what we go Port- by. Portlanders, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> or, or weirdos like everybody else does. <laughs> we won't let the yeah. Seattle fans chime in for yeah. what they the may call you all. I mean,
1: it's it's the truth though. The closer you get to Ground Zero in Portland, it's it's hipster central. So I'm I'm a suburb kind of guy, I, you know.
0: Well, I guess first we got to go just give a big shout out to the U.S. Women's National Team who just beat Germany two to zero. That was fantastic. You guys all saw that, I assume.
2: USA, USA, USA.
0: Very good, very That's that's the high point we can touch on. Now I guess we'll sort of touch on what might be the more depressing side. Uh how did your teams do during round seventeen?
2: Yeah, I uh didn't have a good game week. Uh dropped close to four hundred spots from one eighty four to five thirty-four. Captained uh Javier Morales and that didn't turn out too well and yeah, I'm not very happy with this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I did 114. Um, <clears throat> rose a couple ranks. I, I, I'm finding out that it's really competitive to try to get to single digit rank. So uh-huh. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to do a little bit better than 114 on a double game week. I'm gonna do that. So you
0: know, 100, to- 156 I think was the top score this round. Yeah, but still not bad. I uh, will own up to what happened. I had it in my head that the games kicked off on Thursday, and so I did not make any trades this round. Uh, so I get three for, for the one coming up, but I still got 95 points. So not bad, but there were a couple of trades I had planned that I had, the guys had some good games, so I could have had a, a few more points out of that. But I guess I can't really complain overall about getting 95 points. That's tough. It was, it was so rough depressing. <laughs> uh, but let's get some, to some housekeeping first. Uh, just so you guys don't make the same mistake I did, games start Friday, July 3rd for this round at 9 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. we we'll kick it off with Houston and Chicago, so make sure you get your trades done. By then, don't be like me last week. Shame, shame. There were a few red cards that have uh, mostly due to yellow card accumulations just to make people aware of. Patrice Bernier from Montreal, Jordan Allen from RSL, Andrew Farrell from New England, Alan Gordon from L.A. Those are some of the big names. A couple more guys also have some cards that you may need to look at. Check out the disciplinary report page on the MLS website to get all the updates right there. I think it was last updated today, and uh, it may still update before games kick off and also take a look at the injury reports a lot of names are on those lists for varying things uh, not all those players will be sitting though some of them will still play through those injuries so take a look keep that in consideration and of course the Gold Cup check the list at r slash fantasy MLS we have a button at the top of the page that has the full list of all the MLS players who have been called up for the Gold Cup Uh, Some people have been asking about the camp dates, and there have been some conflicting reports pop around Twitter and various posts. But we can pretty much assume that the U.S. players are not going to be around since they have a friendly game. I I believe that's on Friday. Is that right, guys? Correct. Yeah, they have a friendly on Friday. I wouldn't count them in at all. And, in fact, I would not count on seeing any of the players who have been called up for playing this round. I just would not trust it. So just consider them gone as far as I'm concerned. Do you guys agree? I totally agree. Yeah. So keep that in mind. I uh, just want to update. Brad Davis is also is no longer going to be going to the World Cup. He hurt his knee. So he could be around depending on how quickly he rehabs. So Brad Davis not gone, but there will be a new U.S. player added to that roster. So keep an eye out for that.
1: So if Brad Davis goes down, what that, what, I mean, let I me mean not swear, what has to happen to get Failhaber some international play? The, uh,
0: he would have had to have been in that thirty-five man roster, so he's not in it for this round. I I don't know otherwise. Man. C- can we like collect a fund and like send Klinsman a bribe? Is that is that cool? Also, I, mean, I feel the- like it's it's pretty in line with how FIFA works. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 why
1: was Brad Davis ahead of Fail Humber in the first place? Ugh. I don't know. That's my. I, it's too hot. I'm I'm. I'll I'll be quiet.
0: Rabble, rabble. Uh, Well, you guys got back to us last week and said you liked having the questions before our picks, so we're going to do that right now. We had a lot of great questions. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted them, and so we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, This first question comes from DSB Coco, who wants to know, how do we prepare for the big summer transfer window? Any rumored players going to make a big fantasy splash? So uh, if anyone doesn't know, the big-name players can start coming in during this, this window, but that's not until after the 8th. So we won't see anybody until after then. So, Jason, what do you think about this?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously you have you know Lampard to New York City FC and Gerrard to LA Galaxy. Um, I know that uh, there's actually – I think it, LA Galaxy just um, submitted a $7 million bid for Giovanni Dos Santos – so that's a potential signing. Um, and I mean, Yuri Movzi- or Yura Movzissian, um also rumored to be other to RSL or somewhere in MLS because he does want to be closer to his family. Um, and then I also heard a rumor today of, um, I think you say Mehes M-E-X-E-S. I think that's how you say his name um, to also potentially be coming over to the U.S. So those are the only, Uh, rumored transfers I have heard. But if you do want to go check out on Twitter, um, at MLS transfers, it's a great website or a great Twitter account promoted to, I'm sorry, devoted to um, all MLS rumors um, in and out of the league. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And and I mean, if you're going to prepare for your fantasy team, because there are going to be some big players coming in. Um, I know that uh, Iriola, is already listed in, on NYCFC's roster of players um, for $7 million. You know, it just – I mean, I would approach your team like you like the pros are approaching their teams. Which players are you bound and determined to keep and which guys are you thinking are expendable? And <clears throat> just kind of build from there. Because these guys are going to be expensive, the Pirlo's and the Lampard's. Um, I think the MLS probably overvalues their initial pricing. Um, so you're going to have to – Scoot somebody out to make make room. So just kind of have a good idea who you're gonna keep and who you're you're willing to let go.
2: Well, don't most don't most transfers that come from um, you know the Premier League or Serie A or even La Liga that don't play in MLS don't they typically have an adjustment period? I mean, like look at this year with like Giovinco, Kaká. I mean, it took them what five, six, seven, eight game weeks to get adjusted to the physicality of MLS, and now they're really starting to perform.
0: Yeah, I, I could see Gerard maybe adapting quicker than some of the other ones. L.A.'s on a nice little upswing, as they usually are, the second half of the season. So I, I could see him being, especially with his, his set piece play, I could see Gerard being one to maybe keep an eye on early. But no, I'd agree. There's, there's a, that uh, acclimation period to keep in mind.
2: Yeah, hopefully he doesn't slip up in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: this next question comes from Mr. Frumble PDX, and he says, Sapong's on a bye, Lairn's at the Gold Cup, and a spindle is a rotation risk entire DC is a rotation risk and he's not producing. So what the heck am I to do with my frontline this week?
2: Yeah. I, uh, I like, um, you know, BWP at the more high end. Um, I think Grella um, is a great pick as well. I shouted you out, Simon on the, um, on my punts that I laughed at you when you said Grella a couple of weeks ago. And I'm definitely eating crow right now. That was a great pick, but, uh, for me, I mean, if you're looking for budgets, I think that, you know, Grell is a great uh, pickup. I mean, I'm sh- personally shipping a, a out for Kamara as well. Um, I'm actually keeping Plata in my lineup. And then also I think that um, another really good forward option – excuse me, another really good forward option um, to uh, could be, honestly, any Mon- uh, Montreal player. I mean, Jack Mack um, – or even uh, duro. I think that both of those guys you can either pick up. I mean, they're a great, great schedule coming up, and they're heating up. But uh, also, I just – I had this in my notes. Um, I think Audi could be a very sneaky pickup as well. I know he scores in streaks, but I like Audi as well.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about Adi myself. It seems like every time he gets going, Portland can't figure out who they want to start at forward, whether it's him or a Rudy. Um, so you do run that risk, though. I think it should be Adi since he's our DP know why we don't play our dp every every game that's ridiculous um but you know if if you're going to sell all three of those players just get the you know highest priced forward that you want and run with it take kamara and just build around him then you know whatever you want you could with those three you can do whatever you want and just start two forwards if that's what you need to do
0: top-notch answers our next question is also talking about some some ideal setups, and this comes from Kev Elry. and he says, "I'm planning to rework my defense: Woodbury, Avia, and Mears and Burling. What are some good budget replacements?" So I don't know how they define budget. I've got some guys listed down there that I'll go over if you guys don't touch on them. But I went for under six. But I know people may have different. So if you guys give it, give a little quick definition of what you think of as a budget defender first. <clears throat> for me, a
1: budget defender is anybody you can get under probably seven or seven point
0: five. <clears throat> so uh, I, I mean, obviously, that definitely sp- increases the number of players that you have an option for.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, Omar Gonzalez is the premier, and then guys like um, you know Colin or something are pretty spendy too. I that's that to me is the next tier. so
2: yeah I agree with that I think my, mine's you know it's six but you still have your typical you know under six your Opares, your Ramos Miazga jewsberry hoberry um avila toya holster woodbury you know Zavoleta, but uh, Marquez I think Marquez is actually a very good pickup for Philadelphia I know he has a buy this week but He's been starting every single game, and, um, and uh, Vittoria hasn't even been in in the 18th. So I think that Marquez could be a very good pickup, not this week, obviously, but next week.
1: Yeah. I think if you're, if you're not going to do um, Simon, then I think you'd go with Viafanya just because he's on the free kicks right now quite a bit. Yeah, and he's only 6.3, so there's really no reason not to – not to have a guy of his caliber and as much activities he's getting in the attack right now.
0: So the list that I worked <laughs> up you guys can say, if you want to throw anybody else on here. Now these are all guys who are under 6. I've got Toya, I've got Ramos, i got Miyazaga, I've got Woodbury, even though I know that was already on your list, but i got Woodbury there still, he's 4.3. And then, kind of the highest end I got there is Remick at 5.9. So I think those are We'll, we'll drop Woodbury since the question has him as one they want to get out there's there's there are four solid guys that are cheap they've been playing uh, with Miyazaga. you can maybe expect some good CBIs all the other ones maybe you're hoping for a clean sheet people I mean Chicago's got some options Colorado's got a lot of options but there's just DC's got a couple of options there's just so much rotation with some of those teams and and just bad with Chicago that it's it's really hard for me to go with someone like a pollster or Or a Garrig with those, but I I think those are four solid guys. What what do you guys think?
1: Well, if you just if you it, I mean, I guess it depends on what you want your defense to accomplish for you. Very true. If you if you're just hoping to get kind of a lottery system going, where hopefully one out of the three or four gets you a clean sheet any week, then just go as cheap as you can get and get four starters. But if you want to play the CBI game, like a lot of us have started doing, you're going to have to pay not the elite prices, but you're going to have to go between six and seven for a couple good guys. So it's, we think it's safer probably to go to the CBI route, but if you just want to do the lottery, there's nothing wrong with that. You can get four cheap starters and there's a lot of clean sheets in the MLS nowadays. So you're going to get rewarded on an occasional
0: basis. Just loaded up, especially with the gold cup coming up, we might see some more. Uh, so our next question was asked by multiple people. I just sort of lumped them all together, but several people wanted to know who do we think, who do we expect to replace Laren at uh, Orlando? the gold cup coming up there are we looking at some of their classic go-to guys we've already mentioned before or do we think he's even going to get replaced really
2: yeah i mean obviously since he's in international duty i mean i i could see Ribeiro playing even maybe rochez getting some time but i would not i still wouldn't touch anybody other than kaka and potentially um avila And really, that's it. Those are the only two guys. But even then, Avila is kind of, eh, because there's better options, in my opinion, for 5.9. So I would say if you're going to get anybody, just get Kaká, and that's it.
1: Yeah, I agree. There's not much more to add to that. Nobody else has been proven in Orlando except for Laren. So just stick with Kaká if you got him.
0: Uh, So our our next question comes from Boy and I think this can work with just a yes or no. Should we keep Gio with his not really good, quote unquote, schedule and with Bradley and Outdoor Out?
2: Yeah, I'm keeping him no matter what. Um, he's in great form. He's t- I think last week he, I want to say he had like seven plus shots on goal. Um, so, yeah, he's staying in my lineup.
1: Yeah, just a simple yes for me. That's for sure yes.
0: Yeah. W- would you say maybe he was a little thrown off with. Bradley and are back in the mix. Does he perform better without them? I think he does.
2: <laughs> As do I. I think no is such a
0: donkey, I can't
1: believe that he gets on the
0: team. <laughs> <sighs> uh, so here we got another yes or no question. And I think you'll be really good for this one, Guy. This comes from Midnight Sun Eater. Is it time to get Adi?
1: Uh, yes. Every time no, I get confidence. I've, had, I've confidence. had Audi on my team I think twice this year and every time I put him on my team, a Rudy gets a start just because they feel bad for him and I don't know what the I mean, I think hopefully Audi with his performance this last game and jumping in grabbing the chainsaw, maybe he was trying to send a message that his is bigger than yours. So um, I think Audi's probably a safe bet going forward.
2: I'm not gonna put him in my lineup. Uh, even though Valeri and Will Johnson are back, um, I have other plans. I think that Kamara and um, Plata are better options in my mind.
0: So we'll stick with you, Jason, especially since this was your your captain last week. Everybody else can just say yes or no, but you've got to give us an answer. Javier Morales, rage Cell or begrudgingly keep?
2: I'm going to let Guy and Simon go first, and then I'm going to talk.
0: Rage Cell, baby, all the way.
2: Absolutely not. You guys are out of your freaking mind. What the hell are you guys thinking? He got a red card, and that's it. He's going to come back and kill it this week. And you know what? I'm going to captain him again. And then I'm going to laugh at all of you when it works. And if it doesn't, I'm going to be really mad next week. But it's going to work. They're playing Orlando City at home. It's like, seriously, guys? Come on. Seriously.
1: I Double dog dare you. Double dog dare you to captain I swear to Javier God. Morales and put it on Twitter so I we will. can all see. Oh, I will.
2: I swear to God I will. Where did Simon Borg come now? from? <laughs> Ooh, no, they just and, – and, and to answer your questions, Zothios. You know, don't begrudgingly keep him and don't rage sell him. Happily keep him. Just keep him. I mean, who are you going to bring him out for? You probably already have Geo. You probably already have Piotti. Maybe you'll bring in Finlay. You can't, you know, Maidana's not playing. I mean, keep him in and upgrade another position. And if you know what, if he doesn't, if he doesn't score six or more points, I won't ever say anything about Javier
0: Morales again. No, that's a lie. That is a lie. <laughs> so, next question comes from uh, Stint Master Forty Two, and uh, this is also kind of a combination of a few few questions, but I uh, use most of of his. He says, is Robbie Keane a good pick uh, that we after we've seen LA score eleven plus goals in three games, or should we wait until after the bye week? And so, I'd like to just expand this and say, yeah, let's talk about Robbie Keane. But are there any other players that you guys would be considering, even though they have a buy this week or some buys coming up in the future?
2: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not getting any LA players right now, and I agree with Simon. I've been looking ahead. I'm not getting any. I guess I'm also getting rid of Espindola because of the rotation, and also they have a buy next week. Um, Galaxy also have a buy next week, and then when you're looking even ahead to New York Red Bulls in game week 21, I'm not. I don't want to have to worry about you know, those transfers making them down the road. So um, I'm not going to touch any L.A. players or players that will buy in the next three or four game weeks.
1: Um, I don't know. I, I kind of take a different approach to that just because yeah. there's no penalty for selling somebody. So if your team is set up enough to where you could make a one-week transfer and then get somebody else next week, you're not going to lose any value on it. I picked up my Donna last week knowing that I'd have to sell him this week. He still performed admirably for me. I'm, my team was better with him on it than without him. So I think Robbie Keane and Toronto's got a garbage defense going across the continent. I think Robbie Keane's a good pickup for the week, and then you can sell him and get anybody else you want next week. As long as your team has you know everything built around it and you don't have to have any shortcomings, I, I'd pick him
0: up. I have him, and I'll be starting him this week too. Next question comes from Rolling Carey, who says, Davies swap for Kamara? Or how about Davies swap for Kamara with the minus four? Should we pivot or preserve? Uh, there could be goals on both sides of the New England-Dallas game, right? Uh,
1: I, that one's a personal preference thing for me. If you if you have a strong feeling about Kamara, then good Kamara. I'd, I don't really have a, a good sense of either of those two guys right now being um, – having really huge games coming up so it's all your personal preference on that one if you got a good feeling about Kamara then go Kamara and root for him. that's at least be happy about the team you have so that's my advice on that one
2: yeah personally for me I'm going with uh, Kamara uh, at home against New York away at Montreal and then a double against the worst team and defense in the league Chicago I'm going to ride that that four-game train and be happy that i did um i'm not too big on the davies aguadillo um rotation or whatever that is there um they're both doing pretty well but i think whoever has a hotter hand is gonna start there um so yeah i'm i'm gonna steer clear away from the new england
0: attack personally and dallas is just getting off this awful road series that they've had so they're back at home they're they're looking to turn some things around. New England's had a little rough at home. Dallas still has a good home record. They're, they're at 72% for their form at home with four wins out of their last six games, only one loss at home. So New England's going to be missing Farrell. They're already missing Jermaine Jones. Uh, there may be goals both ways. Davies is not a bad pick. He's, he's kind of the top go-to that I have. He's a good value, but I, I think Kamara would be the right way to go if you're looking at a choice between those two players. And our next question comes from—I I don't even know how to say your name. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's uh, F Cruzwo 13. Sorry if I butcher that. Uh, but wants to know what are our thoughts on Perez Garcia, especially if he needs to replace Papa.
2: I love MPG. I've been high on him since day one, and the sad part is I've only owned him for one game. Um, but I think that he's—he's he's getting in form. He—he's um, been doing very well. Um, I know he's – I think he had two assists last game. Um, So, yeah, I I, I personally do like him. Um, You know, they're playing away. They they have a a pretty bad schedule, though. Uh, They're in Portland, home against Houston, away at L.A., away at Vancouver, home at Portland. So, you know, three out of five games are away. Um, And I believe Wando is also getting called up for the Gold Cup. Is that correct? Correct. So, there goes your main striker. So, I don't – I don't
1: know. Yeah, that was my. <clears throat> I was going to look at him too. Um, but he gets his points from assists. So he's had, what, five, six assists already this year? Mm-hmm. Really great player. Um, really good price. But you got to wonder how different that offense is without Wando for this stretch. And since Wando's going to be gone for that stretch where they're going to have a lot of road games, you know, I would just kind of put him in the back of your mind and think, okay, when this team is whole again, that's my super seeky pick up that's going to win the week for me, but I wouldn't pick them up
0: right now with the, with the schedule they have. We, we talk about them now that they're playing better. If you look back at sort of their, their last six home games, their last six away games, they've only lost three of their last 12 games, and they've, and they've had a draw in four of them. So they're really not doing as bad as I think people just assume San Jose is going to be. Uh, I might say go with him. This week and that could be a nice little differential. You never know what San Jose is going to pull out of the out of the pot, but I I think we have all underrated San Jose during this season.
1: I definitely did. I, I thought LA was going to mop the floor with them, and their defense is good. I mean, I got to give them credit; they really held down for for the ninety minutes. So, I mean, if you got if you like Perez Garcia kind of in a Maidana role, where he's just kind of a role player on your team, I mean. He's, he's going to produce something. I just think you won't get maximum return on him during this stretch without Wando up front. Um, teams can kind of start to focus in on the other star players, quote-unquote, on the San Jose team without Wando up
0: front. So he may see a bit of a dip. Yes. So our next question comes from Mike that Tiger, And Mike says, I had Mears and Fry. Am I justified in taking a hit to swap them out? I have two LA Galaxy I also need to replace. Uh, this is a horrible week. He means last week was a horrible week.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm stuck with Fry this week until um, Sylvester comes back. But yeah, if you got a double dip in the back, you could you could take it. Oh, there's no double game week. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't go more than a negative four to replace a goalkeeper, because then you then you have to have a clean sheet, and that's not even about anything else at that point. The goalkeeper really can't do anything else but get a clean sheet to get your points back for you. Um, personally, I'm riding Fry out this week regardless. So With home take to DC. that for what it's worth.
2: Yeah, and honestly, um, Fry, like in every single one of his home games, he's amassed at least six points except for the San Jose game. Um, I'm sorry, five points except for the San Jose game and game week 16. 16 he's had six plus points in every single home game so to me that's saying that i mean we all know that seattle plays extremely well at home but even with you know people missing i still think that he's going to do good i would personally keep him and if mirrors i'm not sure what the deal is with mirrors but um you know see what other options there are uh to replace mirrors but i would definitely ride ride out um fry free you however say his name
0: it's not a bad lineup for those 3 games mostly what they're missing is their offense. Uh, yeah, Evans is gone, but it, it's mostly an offensive punch that Seattle's missing. Uh, I I kind of agree that it it could be okay to ride them out. So I don't know, I'm not as down on them. Go ahead and replace your LA guys. That that seems to be the more important thing. So our next question comes from a guy whose name I'm not going to really say completely because we're trying to make sure our ratings stay at a, at a G level. So we're just going to call him Mr. P Winkle. And the question's for for Antioch. <laughs> And he just says, "Antioch, keep Plata.
2: See, I'm keeping him. Um, I think he's a great option. Uh, I like the schedule coming up, so I'm keeping him. So you should keep him.
1: Man, that's a lot of faith. Why not? All right? right? Got, got to have faith in something. <laughs> it's not trust." he's 9.4 man that's a lot of faith i mean if he was like a 7.5 i'd be like yeah take the flyer do what you got to do that's hey more power to you bro <laughs> well
2: you okay well well, well, well well then tell me though so you got your forwards and let's say you're looking at a 9.4 so you got Kamara, rivero davies Adi, nemeth bruin Aguadelo. Arrieta, Sapong. I mean, you, you do have a lot of names out there, but you know what? I mean, I'm a very firm believer of finding somebody that is getting into form. And, hey, you know, he played well last last game week, even though it was the Javier Morales. But schedule looks good coming up. I mean, like I said, you got Orlando City at home, away in Colorado, home against Houston, home against Sporting Kansas City. So those uh, you got three out of the next four games at home, and RSL is usually very good at home.
1: you can uh, you're
0: convincing yourself
1: and everybody else
0: (laughs) thanks i I don't need the kool-aid jason
2: captain javier morales that's all you need to know
1: (laughs) i'm gonna we're gonna hold you to that because that's gonna be awesome when he gets a second red card in a row i
2: will i will personally fly to portland and kick you in the balls if you say that
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then Plata's running with his three points trying to get some production
0: Uh, we'll make that a a special episode if if that happens oh it will (laughs) So our last question submitted from Reddit comes from orgdorf underscore bandit. I don't know. And uh, the question is, it looks like New York Red Bulls are starting to come back into form and their budget forwards are both producing. So what are our thoughts on their budget forwards? I think you guys touched on this a little bit in one of our tangents earlier, but budget forwards for New York Red Bulls. Or do you disagree that they're coming back into form?
2: Yeah, I I think Grella is the one to to get. Um, I I don't know about a bang or a bong, a bang, his playing time. I think that there's more of a rotation risk with him. Um, Grella is in extravagant form right now. He's playing lights out. Him and Bradley Wright Phillips are clicking on all cylinders. Grella is actually one of my punts this week. Um, I think that Grella would be the man to get for a budget forward for New York Red Bulls.
1: Yeah, I think Grella's the the choice. I don't I don't like BWP's production right now. I mean, yeah, he got the goal. Um, I was pretty hard on him in the week leading up to it, but man, I, it, the, he had like four clear chances at goal. It seemed like in that game, and if it, if you're not banking it off his forehead at this point, I don't know how he's gonna he's gonna score. But Grella's he's the real deal. He's not just budget. He's really producing. So I would go Grella for sure
0: yeah I totally agree I was impressed with what I've seen with him so I think that's the way to go well those are all the questions that we had submitted through reddit thank you so much to all of our our new people and to all of our just classic guys like Mike that tiger who always send us questions we love them if you are listening to this for the first time or if you're a long time listener kind of lurking around please feel free to go by r slash fancy MLS and submit a question. We we love to get all the different options and different, just different angles to, to help answer. Do you guys have any other questions that were sent to you that you want to cover before we move on?
2: Yeah. Um, I had one on Twitter, um, soccer as a two part question. The first part of the question would be, who would you say would be the best U S women's national team player for fantasy? And then the second part of the question was with open cup for real salt Lake, what lineup and lineup strength can we expect midweek in Open Cup and this weekend? I'll answer that one real quick, and then I'll have you guys answer the best U.S. Women's National Team fantasy player. Uh, with Open Cup for RSL, I can foresee them playing a lot of um, subs. Uh, with Jordan Allen being out as well, the defense will rely heavily on uh, Okuan Yew and Kavita, uh, I know that Schuler did play some minutes with the Monarchs last week in the uh, under-18 Arizona Academy, so you can expect him probably coming back in the lineup. Um, but I really don't see much um, stability in the back line for RSL. Um, with Beckerman out as well, you're looking at Sturzer or Pekka probably starting at center defensive mid. Um, Javier Morales will have fresh legs coming back, captain. And, uh, yeah. Gil, I think that Plata and I don't really know what's going on with Sabo. They benched Sabo for the past two games because of him being drunk and destructive on an airplane, I guess, on the way back home from Costa Rica. And there were a lot of rumors that they're looking to shop him aggressively, this transfer window. So I could see Sabo not playing for the remainder of, uh, you know, a good remainder of time.
1: Wow. Um best fantasy player for women's national team. I'm gonna go Hope Solo on a couple of levels. I mean she kinda you know, I got a crush on her and um they don't they don't really allow any goals, so don't really have to fish for clean sheets, they just kinda go to nil every game, so
0: I like Hope Solo. I, th- I think I'd go with Carly Lloyd. I'd be tempted to go with one of their their defenders, but I don't know what kind of CBI numbers that that they're generating back there. <laughs> um, just I, I just don't know. What, what, I don't know. I've never seen the stats for the CBI, so uh, I think I'd probably go with Carly Lloyd. She's she's been pretty pretty on fire, especially during this tournament. Um, otherwise, I'd probably default to Alex. Yeah, I
2: would. I would go with uh, Kristen Press for
0: A. She,
2: uh, she, she kind of r- just reminds me of a Benny Fellhaber, always going up and down the field, getting attacking bonuses, defensive bonuses, and she's absolutely beautiful. So that doesn't hurt.
0: Way wait a, to wait a turn it into that. <laughs> okay, so as, as we promised after the questions, now we're going to cover our player picks. Uh, as you may have noticed, I'm assuming we're going to have it at the top of the show. Uh, Simon had a dropout due to some technical difficulties, so we'll just pretend to make picks for him. So let's just start it out. Uh, keepers and defenders. Uh, let's see. Who would, who would Simon pick as a, his keeper and defender choices, guys? What do we think?
2: Seattle. I, mean, uh, I
0: think it would be all Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> so we got, we got Fry and uh, everybody else in the back line. So an entire Seattle back line for Simon. <laughs> what about you, Jason?
2: Uh, for me, I still think Montreal is a must-have. I still think Simon and Bush – our two great players, um, CBI's, and schedule coming up. I think that those are two uh, great players to have.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm sticking with Fry because I have to. Um, I would probably switch to Cuarrase right now if I could. Um, <clears throat> but for my defenders, I'm still sticking with Simon and Viafanya, and then the third is whoever you can get to start. I'm not really really looking for the third guy right now.
0: In case we have people who aren't really familiar, that's a new name that we don't throw out a lot, so go ahead and tell them who team he's on. Who team he's on? Did I just say that? Yes, you did. Say whose team he's on.
1: Who's that, Cuarce? Yeah. Oh, that's Portland's defender. I'm sorry. Or Portland's keeper.
0: And
2: and he's actually um, very... With the schedule, I think he's a fantastic punt
0: as well.
1: Yeah, he's... uh if I can get them after get Fry, then that'll happen the next few weeks.
0: Yeah, like I said before, I'm still kind of liking Fry. I, I think they have a good schedule over these next three weeks. Round twenty-one, they're playing Montreal. Um, it's an away game. Montreal's been doing pretty well at home. I don't know. That's a toss-up. So, but I think at least in the next three weeks, Seattle looks pretty solid. So yeah, I'd still I still stick with Fry. I definitely agree with that. So Let's move on to midfielders.
1: Midfielders. Uh, I'm still sticking with Gio for sure. Um, I think he will play better without his other superstars around him, because he doesn't have to distribute the ball quite as much. Um, I'm going to stick with Valeri one more week. This this kind of baby gloves I have on him, as far as his time that he's allowed to play is getting a little bit old. So if, I think any game now, he should be able to come back um, and play 90. And then if you're looking for a cheap guy, uh, Sebastian Legette from L.A. is pretty much a nailed on starter now and is doing way more than my last guy for, and then I was, I was a big Villarreal guy, but yeah, Leggett's come in and taking his place. So it's time to fix that situation.
2: Yeah. Leggett's a great, uh, a a great punt as well. I know that LA does have a bye week, but that could be a very interesting play, but um, I'm curious to see how he fits in the lineup when Stevie G comes in, but the, uh, Midfielders that I have, obviously, Gio, I'm keeping. I'm still keeping Valeria, but as you alluded to, Guy, if Valeria doesn't play 90 minutes this week, I'm sorry, dude, but you got to go. Piotti, I think, is a still a must-have. Javier Morales, I'm going to say it again and again and again. Keep him in your lineup or get him in your lineup. He's going to tear it up. And the other man that I think is going to be absolutely great is uh, Finlay. Watching him last week just – tear down the right-hand side of RSL's – I guess you say the right-hand side of the field. And just watching the creativity that he has and the vision that he has, it's just just mind-blowing how he's not producing even more points. I mean, he looked fantastic. And I think that with their schedule coming up, he's going to be great as well.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned him. If you guys hadn't, Finlay's definitely one that's on my radar. He was on my radar last week as well. Uh, but yeah, Finlay is a good one, and maybe someone Castillo over there at at Dallas. I think that home game, a little bit weakened defensive presence with New England, could really be something else that helps them kind of get that ball rolling.
2: Again. I wanna. I'm actually gonna go against the grain on that one and say I think Diaz is a better pickup than Castillo. Diaz just recently signed for a long-term deal, but it was a four- or five-year deal. So I think that that off of his shoulders and his mind is going to help him play much better. I think Castillo is more, much more of a boom or bust potential. But, I mean, as you guys can remember last year, how good was Diaz before his injury? I mean, he was, what, nine, ten points a game? think he was a must-have. I think he's going to come back to that. I really do. It's not like Castillo was was hot garbage, though. Yeah, but Castillo's, you know... 14 points, seven points, two points, two points, two points. And then he jumps back up to two goals and something where Maro Diaz, I think is a more consistent player. And now that he's got that long-term deal, I think that he'll be starting every single game. And I think that he'll be producing even more in my opinion.
0: He's, he's already been playing pretty good. Let's go back. So last year Diaz was three goals, three assists. And let's look at Castillo from last year, some impromptu stat searching here, 10 goals, Four assists
2: but look at the minutes played diaz missed what
0: over half the season he did miss a chuck and so that's a consideration i think he could sure. get injured again yeah. he know. is a last it, man it it really got that is. i got diaz at 9.6 uh i think depending on your budget either one's a good option i yeah. i'd lean more towards castillo but yeah if you're trying to make it fit then yeah i think yep. diaz could be a good option but those are two that I think we could we could definitely add to our list of potential midfielders. Simon, um, I'm guessing he's going Nagel. Do we? Yep.
1: Do we yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's let's burden him with Nagel. That's awesome. I think it'll be Nagel
2: and or uh, Nagby. I think he'd like Nagby.
0: <laughs> I think I think that's the way that, that Simon will go with this one. Uh, so let's let's wrap this one up and do forwards.
2: Oh man, forwards. Um... I think that you're must-have forwards. I really do think that Kamara is a must-have forward. Um, and really that I, I think he is probably the only must-have forward right now that I'm looking at. I mean, everyone else is kind of a roll of the dice with other buys, rotation. Um, actually, actually, you know what? I'll say Kamara and I think Grela are the two that you should probably have.
1: I'm going to stick with Keen. Um, I mean, bye week next week, I can sell him and buy him back again. No big deal. Um, <clears throat> I'm still sticking with Via another week. It almost looks like via is just more comfortable playing on an actual soccer field. So, like, I, I don't mind it when he has a road game because I think he has his bearings okay. Um, yeah, I, I, Kamara, yeah, they have that double game week coming up, but I mean – let me just say, aside from all of that, I am so glad there's no double game weeks for, like, the next five weeks in general. Because I think a lot of teams, we everybody just uses this double game week as their compass for building a team. And I think this is going to throw some people off now, where you're going to see a lot of people start gravitating towards Chicago and Columbus. And Chicago's garbage. Like, mm-hmm. they're not, I mean, why would you start adding Chicago players to your team just because of the don't use it as a compass anymore. You got five weeks where you're just playing the best matchup possible. Start to kind of get some, you know, some moxie to your team. Throw a V in there. If you if you really like Grella, throw Grella in there. I mean, uh, let's see, because Kamara had a double game week earlier in the year and didn't he, wasn't he benched for like the first half of that? Yeah. Yeah, so double, don't use a double game week as the only thing that makes you build your team a certain way.
2: Yeah, game week 14 only played 26 minutes the first game, 90 minutes a second, and got a combined total of three points for that double game week.
1: Yeah, there you go. So it's but, not like the double game week is going to – I mean, more potential, I grant you that, but, you know, it it happens. You get double game week bust all the time. We saw quite a few double game week busts this round, so.
2: But the game week before that on game week six, 90 minutes, 83 minutes, 16 points. Last game week, 90 and 90 with 15 combined points. So – Take it as you want.
1: Yeah. It's just certain coaches get conservative when they got a congested schedule. Just take that into
0: account is all DC. (laughs) I think you guys nail on the head, especially with the gold cup as well. Another element to add on to something to just sort of make it through this time. Wait for your stars to come back. Several big name forwards are missing. So you could look at that as opportunities for some second string guys that are normally just super subs to come in, maybe get some points for you just from, number of shots that are going to be coming out from them. But uh, or just stick with who's there and I am more inclined to just kind of go back to those classic guys and stick with with who's around. Might add Jack Mack to that list though. I like
2: it. I like yeah. it. How like how, it. Cra- how crazy has this year been though? I mean with all the all the injuries and all of the different lineups and the friendlies and all the wild cards, gold cups. I mean, I feel like this has been the most frustrating and anxiety ridden MLS fantasy season I've ever played. And I'm only in season two.
0: You know, I thought that myself, I-, I look back through last year, there are only six more double game weeks this season than there were last season. Um, so that's not something that's there. The gold cup, of course, is always here i feel like the rotations have been worse though yeah
1: no i'm not i'm gonna i'm gonna hedge my i'm doing really well in the game but i'm not enjoying it like i I really do prefer the epl style where it's not about just finding the double game week players and playing the lottery it's about you feel good when you have a high scoring team when it's just single game players because you picked the right players and you did the right captain choice it wasn't because your guy got benched and that was congested schedule. And, I mean, Matt Miazga was the highest scorer of the round this last round. How yeah. garbage is that? I mean, seriously. How garbage
0: was his celebration? It was horrible. Absolutely horrible.
1: But Matt Miazga should never be the highest fantasy scorer of anything. Like, that's just – I mean, you could put in so many hours of study and then Matt Miazga's – I mean, that's just – it takes away something for me, and I think a lot of people really enjoy the free-flowing, like let's just throw our chips on the board and see what happens. I don't like that. I like putting in the study. I like putting in, you know, the effort, and then seeing the results from that, as opposed to somebody had Matt Miazga and now they jumped up a thousand places in the rankings because they just look for a punt on a double game week. Hey,
2: so, hey, 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 hey! Don't talk that.
1: You shouldn't say punt as in a negative thing. I'm just <laughs> oh, saying. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lottery system on all these double game weeks. So I think this next stretch is what I'm really looking forward to.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a different beast. Different beast indeed. So we're going to wrap this section up with two more questions. Do you guys have any must-have players for this round? And no is an acceptable answer. I don't. Yeah, me either. Okay. And our final question is, currently still a little early, who is your leading choice for captain?
1: I'm picking uh, Keen, I think, is my leading choice. Keen. I think I want to go
2: with um, Javier Morales. Come on.
1: <laughs> we all knew what you were going to say. Well, now, now you have to.
2: <laughs> I, did, I I did. Honestly, I think I said it on Twitter last week after I got the red card. I said I'm still going to captain him next week, so I really don't care. It's going to do the same. And I'll even tweet him again. And when I see him this week, I'll tell him the same thing. So...
0: Very good. So now we're going to do the fun things. Our community time. Uh, we'll touch on this pretty quickly. This is the results from the MLSFI head-to-head league. Unfortunately, Simon's had his audio problems. Simon demolished Jason Jawoo from fan- from uh, Fantasy Viz with with his score this week. So good job for Simon. Travis also had a great game against Paul, who's Eternal from a champion from a few years ago. I narrowly lost to Black and Red, who won last year, I believe. Uh, by five points, I lost that game. Um, and, but you guys, uh, Guy, and, and, and Jason, you're not in, in our league, so do you guys have any head-to-heads that you'd like to mention that you, your success or failure?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I played my buddy TJ, and I know he'll be listening. So TJ actually captained Javi this week as kind of a Ooh. way to look for a differential to beat my team because... My team is always on the internet. Like I, I have to put my team out there to write an article so everybody in my work league can see what I'm going to do. And it almost like even though Javinko was like the best pick of the week for his team, he picked Hobby to try to get a differential and I uh, I did that. So sorry TJ, I know you're listening. That sucked.
2: Um like I said before, I mean I had sixty nine points last game week and I'm not proud of that. Already <laughs> Yeah, all red arrows except for the r slash reddit fantasy head-to-head. I won. I can't see for – I don't see how many points I won by. But, oh, I did uh, 65 to 49, and I'm assuming that this guy has a dead team. And, <laughs> yeah, it looks like he has a dead team because he has a risk to get a Laren uh, – Ayuk Mubu, yep, so yeah, so I'll take that sympathy loss, a sympathy win, so yeah, I don't want to talk about it, start bringing it up, thanks, Reed.
0: And then the, <laughs> the top score in the r slash fantasy NLS league this round goes to Karan Met, and he's the manager of Ninja Skirtles, who's a, a team I've seen pop up often, and, and I do appreciate the name, And uh, he had 146 points, Congrats. Congrats. that's a great, a great score, oh, and by the way, Ninja Skirtles is number one overall yeah. in the game. Yeah. So, Karan, well, if you're listening, well, well, want to well. your name correctly, uh, if you're listening, send me an email, send a text message or something to, to uh, MLS Fantasy Boss, or like I said, or just send a tweet to, I think I said text message, send a tweet to, to <laughs> at MLS Fantasy Boss. And if you want to be on the show, yeah, come on on. We'd love to have you talk about some of your strategy, if you're willing to divulge your secrets uh, and just how you've been playing the game this season. So, yeah, let us know if you want to come on. I think that'd be fun. Uh, well, that's all that we have for the show today. Thank you so much for everyone who listened. Uh, I guess we'll close. Do you guys have any plugs you'd like to hand out?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, follow me on um, Twitter at JJ underscore Dirty. And also check out my fantasy punts on our slash Reddit. And it's usually just uh, the Game Week punt. And also on MLSFantasyBoss.com on the Game Week punt articles. Let me know what you guys think. You know, give me some of your punts. There's been a lot of great feedback, and, uh, you know, go head-to-head. it be fun stuff.
1: Yep. I'm at uh, footyfantastic.com, still putting out pretty much daily articles, and I have some guest writing spots at uh, Fantasy Football 24-7 and FPL Bet. So I'm a busy guy.
0: And then keep writing in and, and have him become a permanent member of the uh – MLSFI team, if you'd like, so <laughs> that's just something else. But anyway, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, keep sharing it with your friends. Our numbers have gone up some. That's fantastic. Like our show, share. it. There's lots of different ways. We appreciate you guys listening. It's It's a lot of fun for us as well. So thank you very much, and good luck.